back to the Dream Achieve podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Ashton. I hope you're having a great Friday if you're listening to this on launch day or just a great day for whenever you're listening to this. I want to know where you guys listen. So send me a picture if you're not driving. If you're driving, wait till you're parked, but send me a picture of you listening wherever you're at. Tag me on Instagram at Miss Hannah Ashton that you're listening um, or just DM it to me, whatever you want to do. But Today's episode, we are bringing on Jen Glantz, who is a podcaster herself, but she is also the founder of the extremely viral company Bridesmaid for Hire. And you're going to learn all about this super unique and cool business in her interview. She has been featured on many different media outlets that are so cool, such as the Today Show, Good Morning America, as well as been featured on many websites and magazines that we all love, such as Refinery29, Cosmo, Elle, Glamour, Bride and many others. And now she actually has a new project that has surfaced with her being engaged and having to do with her own wedding after she's been a bridesmaid, a professional bridesmaid for the past five years at that. So we are going to learn all about how she went from having a poetry degree in college to running a successful business and her business models, where she got the idea to be a professional bridesmaid and so much more. So I can't wait for you guys to hear the interview. So we're going to get straight into it and then I will do my week recap at the end of the interview so make sure to stay tuned hey Jen welcome to the show hi thank you so much for having me of course, guys, her business is so cool and so unique. I feel like it could be a real life rom-com and <laughs> I am so excited for you to share with the audience um, all that you do. So first, give us a quick bio and then we can get into your background. Sure. So my name is Jen Glanz. I am the founder of one of the world's weirdest businesses. It's called Bridesmaid for Hire. I am the world's first person to do this. Basically, strangers hire me to show up at their wedding, pretend to know them from the fourth grade, wear the bridesmaid dress, walk down the aisle, give the maid of honor speech, and when the wedding is over, never see them again. I've done this about I've done this hundreds of times in the past five years. I recently got engaged. So my new project is called Finally the Bride, where strangers from all over the world can vote on every single one of my wedding decisions. I have a podcast called You're Not Getting Any Younger. It helps people disrupt their life for a good reason. I am the author of two nonfiction books, Always a Bridesmaid for Hire, and All of My Friends Are Engaged. And that's really my bio. That's my life story so far. Hopefully more to come in the future. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much to dive into there that I can't wait to get into, but I would first love to know, did you go to school or what were you doing in your early twenties? Since a lot of our audience is at that stage of life. Sure. So I went to college and I graduated with a degree in poetry and journalism. I graduated and I was hysterically crying off the stage. My parents had to force me into a car and go home because I had no career path. I had no resume and I had no clue what to do with my life. And I moved back home to my parents' house. I spent the first year out of college working for the sorority I was in, actually. They hired me to travel around to all the other sororities and and mentor the women and work with them. And then after that year ended, My first job after that was working as an assistant for a magazine in Florida. And as an assistant, you don't get to write at all. You get to walk dogs and clean up the office and help the boss with accounting, things I was not really qualified to do. (laughs) And after that job, I bought a one-way ticket to New York City, went on 20 job interviews, got a job in PR, and 
pretty much just emptied my savings account to move to New York City. And the rest is sort of history after that. So really, when I graduated college, I had no clue what to do. But I just told myself, Jen, do anything. And eventually, you'll end up where you're supposed to be. And looking back, you know, 10 plus years later, that is so true. It is just so immensely true. That's great advice because I think so many college graduates are in that same place where it's like, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. I went to school. I got my degree. But now what the heck am I going to do? And especially if you discover other passions along the way that maybe your degree isn't in. And so I love how you definitely navigated that time of your life um, the way you did. And it's so brave of you just to like buy a ticket to New York. And were you scared or were you like, okay, no, I know this is where I'm supposed to go? You know what? I never, ever in my life wanted to move to New York. I never, you know, like I was so lost at 22. I was so, so painfully lost and I was so depressed and I was working this job in Florida and the boss, my boss was so mean to me. Like she would yell at me. I'm not kidding you. She yelled at me once for laughing at at work. She's like, we do not laugh at work. And I was like, oh my God, is this, is this what work is? And, you know, it got so bad that I just didn't have any other choice. And I had some friends from college who had moved to New York. So I bought that one way. Actually, I went there over the holidays and I stayed on their couch and I went on 20 job interviews and I ended up getting a job. So when I went back to Florida, I quit my job and I moved there. So I didn't really have a plan, but I just went to visit friends. This opportunity happened and that sort of catapulted me to New York. But I really never had a game plan at that age. And I feel like so many people don't but they're not told it's okay. Like you should not have to know what you're doing with your life in your early 20s. You should be messing up your life in your early 20s. I love that. I think that definitely takes the pressure off. And so you started a business focused around weddings. Have you always dreamed of your perfect wedding or is this something that you saw the need for and then went from there? And how old were you when you started this? Absolutely. So it's just perfectly in line with everything in life. I never dreamed of being in the wedding business. I never dreamed of having a perfect wedding. Frankly, I hated weddings and I still do, you know, so I I never wanted to enter the wedding industry. But what happened in my early 20s, which was something very different from what was happening in my life, was that all of my friends were getting married. And I was constantly a bridesmaid for them, which was fun. But what I noticed when I was behind the scenes at weddings was that there was nobody in the industry whose job it was to be there for the bride. It's a huge misconception that that's the wedding planner's job. It's not. They're there to plan the wedding, to set it up, to deal with vendors. There's nobody whose job it is to be there for the bride when she has cold feet or when she needs to go to the bathroom in her dress. And if a bride has friends, great, but your friends want to have fun. And what happened was I was a bridesmaid like 12 times in one year for my friends. And there was one Friday night in particular where two distant friends who I hadn't spoken to in like two years on the same night asked me to be a bridesmaid. And I came home, I told my roommate and she's like, Jen, you have become a professional bridesmaid. Like people are just asking you because you're good at it. And this light bulb went off in my head and I thought, you know what, maybe I could create a business where strangers could hire me to be a bridesmaid. So I didn't have any business experience, but I went on Craigslist. I posted an ad offering my services as a bridesmaid for hire to strangers. The ad went viral. I got 300 responses. I built a website. I started a business. And within a week, I had booked like 30 weddings for the next year. And I've been doing this for five years. Holy cow, that is amazing, amazing growth. And it's so obvious when you posted that, that it was a need in the market. And wow, that is actually incredible. I didn't know that it had gone viral that quickly. So what was the first Bridesmaid for Hire experience like? Um, Were there things you were like, okay, I can't 
be this part of the bridesmaid if I'm going to do this professionally? Or like, what was the first booking like? So the first bride that hired me, her name is Ashley from Maple Grove, Minnesota. And she emailed me after the ad saying, look, you know, I just fired my maid of honor. We were best friends, but she was really jealous of me getting married and tried to sabotage my wedding. And I don't have a female support system. Her mom had passed away. She really didn't have anyone in her life. And I thought to myself, this is the kind of person that I was born to work with. You know, I want to be there as her support system, as her go-to person, as just someone who makes her feel confident on her wedding day. So I got on a plane on a Friday night to Maple Grove, Minnesota. I got off the plane. I thought, Jen, what are you going to do? You don't know who this person is. You don't know what you're doing. But I marched into the rehearsal dinner. I met her. We bonded instantly. I worked the wedding. I became friends with so many people there. And I got back on the plane and I said, Jen Glantz, this is a business and you are going to change people's lives. And I had never felt more confident about anything in my life after that first wedding, just because it felt so right to be there for a person. And even though she was a stranger, who cares? Everyone in our life is at one time a stranger. So it wasn't as weird as people thought it was. That's so true. And especially now with, um, I mean, this was a couple years ago, like you said, and so maybe it was a little bit more strange then to like meet someone off of online. But nowadays, there's so much networking that happens online. And so many business partners don't even meet up in person till they're already into the business. And so that's amazing how you just trusted your instinct and was like, okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah, and I don't regret it at all. You know, when I first started it, just like you said, it was weird. People called me crazy. Friends of mine were like, you are really, you really lost it. And I just knew in my gut that there was something here. And I've always been in the business. Like, it's just been my life's goal to support women. I've always wanted to be a motivational speaker for women. I've always wanted to help other women. And I just saw this as a natural progression in that goal of mine. And it just, it worked. That's amazing. So how has Bridesmaid for Hire evolved since that first booking? Oh my God, it's blown up. So that was five years ago. Since then, I've worked hundreds of weddings. I also do maid of honor speech writing. I do a bunch of different packages for brides and maid of honors. I've had over 35,000 people apply to work for me. I have hired people to work weddings with me and for me. And it's just become something that has just taken over everything. And it's become something where I've been able to have a platform to speak out on some of the craziness of being a bridesmaid and the expectations we put on our friends. And, you know, a big part of being a bridesmaid for hire has been just being able to speak the truth about how sometimes you ask your friends to do more than they should and they they spend so much money. So it's given me a platform to really speak out against some of the trends that we think we have to follow when it comes to planning a wedding or having bridesmaids. Yes, so true. And I mean, I have, am not anywhere near th- that time of my life. It, well, I guess I, I'm, it's coming up on me. I am 20 now, but um, I do love going and visiting like older friends and cousins' weddings. And I can tell that that's such a stress. And my mom actually used to be a wedding planner. And so she would always tell tells me like, you're lucky if you get a piece of cake on your wedding day, or like you will, probably won't even remember your wedding day because you're so stressed about it. And so it's amazing that you're there for them and you can allow them to actually enjoy the day and not have to worry about all the little itty bitty things that their mom or other best friends don't want to handle. And I just hope you're still doing this when my wedding comes. (laughs) Oh my God. I would love to, but your mom is totally right. Like brides spend so much money planning their weddings and they don't even get the cake. Like, are you kidding me? They should have six pieces of cake. So you're exactly right about that. 
So true. And then a business question I just have is, this is a totally new model of a business, I would say. So how did you figure out like what your pricing was going to be when you started? Were you ever nervous to like put a number out there for someone? Did you kind of talk with the your first few brides to figure that out? And how did you kind of just set up your business? You know, it's so funny because I had zero business experience. I majored in poetry and in poetry, they don't give you any of these business <laughs> classes. So I remember right after I posted the ad, it went viral and I did my first TV interview for a Australian TV show. And they were like, how much is this? And I was like, how much? This is a free service. You know, like I literally did everything wrong. Okay. So I had no clue how to charge, you know, my first couple of clients, I was charging pennies for what I was doing. And it took me like a good year and a half to get in the groove of how I charged. So I decided to charge hourly based on how long you needed me there and how many events you needed me to be there for that ended up making the most sense for me, but I made every mistake. And I'm glad I did because I think when you make mistakes in your own business, you learn more that way than maybe reading books or going to business school. So I saw firsthand, and by the way, it wasn't it wasn't pretty, it wasn't pleasant. I had many nights of breaking down, of feeling like this wasn't going to work. But I think that because I made all of these mistakes myself, I was able to recover and come back even stronger. So, you know, my biggest piece of advice for people starting a business is is don't wait for perfection. You know, you're never going to be ready enough, strong enough, perfect enough. Put something out there, make mistakes. You could always change and get better. Mm, I love that. And so did you move off of Craigslist after your first bride or was it maybe a few years before you like figured out, okay, I want a website. I need a social media presence. When did all those aspects and like your branding for your podcast and everything come into play? So what was really cool was, and this is something else I just want to put out there to the world is everything you do in life, even if you don't think it's part of a dream job is helping you get, it's going to help you in the future. So you know, I had, had, I started a blog in 2010 and I had to build a website for that. And I, and I did social media for that. So when it came time for Bridesmaid for Hire, within a day of the Craigslist ad, I had known how to build a website on WordPress and I had known how to do things on social media because of everything else in my past. I even had a job in PR when I first moved to New York and I never thought I would do anything with PR again. I hated PR, but all of those skills helped me talk to reporters and keep this going viral. So a lot of what I was able to do for Bridesmaid for Hire on day one came because of all these random experiences I had. And I think that's something that we never think about is like all these jobs we have that we think are not going to help us, even you being a cashier somewhere or you working in retail, like those skills will come back to haunt you in a really good way. That's amazing advice because I feel like, yes, in relationships too and in jobs, like everything is an experience and a learning experience at that. And no matter where you're at, you can take away something from it if you have, if you're in the right mindset to be looking for the good in the situation or the learning experience. And so thank you for sharing that for sure. All right. I want you to tell us about your new project, Finally the Bride. And yeah, just it's something a little bit different than what you have done in the past. So how is it different and how are you navigating that? So yeah, it is really funny. So I got engaged in July and after I got engaged, I started to realize something that no one tells you about getting engaged, which is that after you get engaged, everyone you meet has an opinion about how your wedding should be. And it starts with friends and family, but then like you go to the nail salon and the person next to you is like, you're engaged, you should do X, Y, and Z. And that juxtaposed with people 
and all the the information I had received from working in the weddings over these years made me feel like planning a wedding was just not something in the cards for me. So what I decided was because so many strangers had let me into their wedding early on that I would let them into mine. And I built the website, Finally the Bride, where strangers anywhere over the world can come and vote on my wedding decisions from when I should get married to uh, what kind of dress I should wear to where I should go on my bachelorette party. And I launched it in October. I've had over 100,000 votes and I plan to write about the journey along the way. Where did you get the idea to make this um, interactive? So I don't really remember exactly when I got the idea first, but I think it came at like all my other great ideas in life from my jobs to just, you know, having to move to New York was that I felt this, this moment of frustration and I felt this moment of this isn't right. And that just came through the fact of, I never had a dream wedding in my mind and I never knew what I wanted, but I knew that I found the right person. And I figured, you know what? I have had such a wonderful life of working with strangers so closely for their wedding. It only felt right to involve them in mine. And it just became a natural progression. And I built the website secretly. And then I told my fiance one day and he thought it was cool. So I just decided to launch it. And I decided because I am a writer and I do write books that I want to write this book chapter by chapter as votes come in and and results come in and, and show people how their opinions have influenced my life. What's crazy to me is you by now are like an expert in weddings, yet you're handing off your wedding to a bunch of strangers. So (laughs) it just shows like you're so carefree about this. And I I love that. Um, So can you tell us any of the results so far? Have they come in? Yeah. So I always have like on the 15th of every month, I have new things people can vote on. I have votes that are about to close and then I have results. So the results so far are pretty are pretty obvious, but people voted that I absolutely have to have an open bar. Um, people <laughs> voted that I absolutely have to write my own vows. I had one thing up there where I thought like it could be funny to email my exes and be like, hey, you were wrong. I did find someone to love me, but people voted against that. So won't be doing that. And those are the, some of the results that have closed, but there are probably like around 40 other things people can vote on as of today. That's awesome. And do you have a date picked out for the wedding? So that is something still up there for people to vote, but it will be sometime next year. Okay. I'm definitely going to go vote after this. Yay! Yes, definitely <laughs> vote. We, I need I need some votes. I need some votes in, in uh, some different categories. I mean, for example, I'm going on a solo bachelor party and I really wanted to go to Vegas, but everyone's voting for Montana. So I'm secretly telling all my friends, like, put in a Vegas vote, you know? So Okay. Yes. I will definitely go vote for Vegas. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. What's the difference in your business models from Bridesmaid for Hire to Finally the Bride? Yeah, so they're actually pretty different in the sense that Bridesmaid for Hire is all client-based. You know, that's people hiring me and paying me for that. And Finally the Bride, I really wanted to make free for the users. So right now, voting is free. Reading the book is free. And how I'm funding a lot of this is from sponsors, from different brands who want to get into this audience just by sponsoring the project, being promoted on the website and the emails and in the book. So this right now is is free for users. And I'm, I'm really happy happy about that. That's so smart. Cause I mean, I'm sure a lot of people who are coming to this page to vote are maybe in the process of choosing their own wedding and they want to see what you're selecting from, or they're helping their friends. And so it's literally the perfect place for, um, wedding type businesses to put their ads. So that is so, so, so smart. And, I would also love to talk a little bit about your books that you have authored since you do have that writing background. When did those come into play? Like at the beginning of when you started Bridesmaid for Hire or just a few years ago? 
Um, what's that timeline look like? Yeah. So the first book I wrote is called All My Friends Are Engaged. And I wrote that in 2013. And it was a collection of short stories about all of my friends getting engaged and me not being able to get past a first date. So it's a lot of funny dating stories. In that book, I write about how I tried out for The Bachelor. I write about how I gave my mom my profile, my password for my dating profile. I write about how I went to a date auction and no one wanted to buy me. So you'll learn a lot about my failed attempts at love in that book. And then the second book, Always a Bridesmaid for Hire, that was about all of my experiences as a bridesmaid for hire because people would always ask me about those stories. So I put them in in a nonfiction humor book for people to digest. That's amazing. Can you tell us one of your favorite stories from your time being a bridesmaid for hire? Yeah. So, you know, I have to say one of my favorite stories was a couple who got married in New York City from Australia. They came here. They had never been to New York City before, but they had thought that this was the place to get married in America. And they wanted to get married in the heart of Times Square, but not like inside anywhere. They wanted to get married in the middle of the street. And if you've ever been to Times Square, it's just overwhelmingly busy at any time of night. So we did the wedding in the middle of the the middle of the street in Times Square real fast. And it was beautiful. It was just the story talks about how I honestly thought these people were trying to catfish me and I was terrified to meet them in person. So it sort of walks through what that that journey was like, and we still stay friends till this day. I'm planning to go to Australia next year and, and stay with them. So some some of my clients I stay lifelong friends with and some I don't. It just depends on our personalities, but I've been so lucky to actually make real friends from this job. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. I I was wondering about that, like especially when you started out, if you had ever gotten some weird responses and you're like, I don't know if this is legit. Like, Put, am I putting my life on the line? Because I know my parents were always nervous about that with me when I would like make friends online through YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, even now when people reach out to me, some people reach out to me not because they actually want to hire me, but because they want to get all this information on my business. So I have to put them through cr- quite a rigorous test before we actually start working together to make sure that they're legit and they're really getting married and they're really going to hire me. So definitely my vetting process has changed over the years to be a little, a little bit more secure than when I first started. I'm sure. And have you ever thought about having, I guess, employees and other girls go out and be the bridesmaid that like you train them to be so that you can have many different, um, you know, venues or have many different clients at the same time? Or have you thought about just keeping this your thing? Oh, yeah. So in the past five years, I've had 40, 35,000 people apply to work for me. I have hired people to work weddings with me and for me. So I have a team of people who work these weddings on my behalf or they work them with me. So I have expanded. I do less weddings now than I've done in the past. So it's been really cool to have other people work underneath me. Yeah, I'm sure. And because I'm sure it could also get a it was getting exhausting for you to constantly be traveling for all these events. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to now be home in New York City for some weekends every year. That's amazing. Okay, so you have your new project coming out that goes hand in hand with your wedding. You're engaged. But I always love to ask my um, interviewees if there's any dream that they are working towards achieving next. So is it just managing those two new things? Or is there something else in the process as well? For sure. I've always wanted to be a motivational speaker. Even when I was in college, people were like, what's your dream job? And I was like, I want to be a motivational speaker. And they were like, you have nothing to motivate people on because you're too young and you have no life experiences. And I didn't listen to them then and I'm not listening to them now. So I really hope to just keep building my brand to speak on stages in front of people, especially women, and teach them confidence and teach them to disrupt their life and teach them to think outside of the box and teach them to push past fear because that's the only way your best ideas will come. And if you believe in an idea, you better run with it because 
that's the only thing that'll make you happy. That's seriously perfect since you've had so much experience around women. You said you've worked with like hundreds of weddings and you just, I'm sure, have seen every type of woman and heard their voice and had conversations with them. And so I think that's seriously such a great new path for you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you so much for coming on today. I would love for you to just plug any social medias that you have or where people can find you. Amazing. So you can find me at jenglance.com on social media at jenglance. You can find my books on Amazon. Just Google on Amazon jenglance. You can find my project, Finally the Bride, at finallythebride.com, Bridesmaid for Hire, bridesmaidforhire.com, and my podcast, You're Not Getting Any Younger, anywhere where you listen to your favorite podcast just like this one. Yes, and definitely go vote on Finally the Bride. We're going to figure out her wedding for her, so I can't wait. Oh, yay. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. All right, that is it for my conversation and interview with Jen. I want to know your takeaways from it, so leave them in an iTunes review, and it would be very much appreciated. But now I thought I would just give you guys a quick little update. Since, per usual, I'm filming this intro and outro the night before this video is going to go live. Not video, just kidding. This podcast is going to go live. So it's very real time if you're listening to this close to the launch date. So a week from now, it is Thanksgiving and I am stoked, okay? I love Thanksgiving, love Christmas as well. Um, But honestly, I know like a lot of people want to get past Thanksgiving to get to Christmas, but I really do love giving Thanksgiving its moment and just taking time to eat good food and be with family. I think I mentioned this in my last episode, but I am flying to Florida to be with my family who lives there and my immediate family, my mom, dad, and brother are driving down as well. And I'm going to fly there and meet them there, which is always an interesting experience that started last year in college when I wouldn't travel with my family. You know, you're so used to doing like long car rides with your family during the holiday season. But whenever I'm in school and I need to meet my family somewhere, I'm usually flying and they're driving. So it's just weird to not travel with my family and to be like a different guest on the vacation who has to meet them there. Let me know if you've experienced that. It's just kind of funny to me, but I could not be more ready for this vacation. Thankfully, My classes are really winding down. I basically have two classes that I'm finished with, technically like three. And yeah, like one of the classes I'm not even going to again. Another class I don't have to take the final, so I just have to turn in a project. Another one I just have to walk in the day of the final and take it. And then I have one class that I want to get my grade up in, so I actually have to put in a lot of effort to these last few assignments and to the final studying. But at least it's just one class and not like all five classes that are like that. So very, very thankful that my classes are winding down and that I'm not going to have too much work over the holiday break because I feel like that just puts such a big damper on the Thanksgiving spirit. If you have a ton of homework, thankfully I can just start studying and then enjoy the holidays. What I'm going to be more stressed about besides school during these next few weeks is my business because it's my first Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you know, the sale weekend, Cyber Week as the product people call it, (laughs) product businesses. But I'm honestly so excited. I feel pretty uh, what's the word, ready for it. I already have my sales in place. I already have graphics made for all the days. And I'm just excited to see how Black Friday affects my business. I mean, obviously, I know 
it's not going to be a huge difference, but I am doing the biggest sale that I've ever done on my workbook. And I know a lot of people like myself wait to buy a product, you know, in the fall or in November, they wait up until Black Friday to buy it because there's most likely going to be a sale. Like I have a few websites that I'm going to log on to on Black Friday and I, because I've been wanting to buy from them, but I'm going to wait you know, to see if they put up a sale. So I'm curious to know if anyone's been doing that for me and my Dream Achieve workbook. Uh, so yeah, I'm just really, really excited to be in Florida and see the sales, hopefully, knock on wood, you know, hopefully I'm not jinxing myself, but hopefully be able to be on vacation and still see the sales rolling in and like be really proud of my business and how I can be remote, you know, still be on vacation and still working and making money. And then once I get back to Nashville, it's like go time, like ship out orders, finish finals, all of that. So it is definitely going to be interesting, but I am ready for it and I'm probably going to vlog it as well. And then also, I've just been putting a lot of thought into where I'm taking my business in 2020. This evening, this Thursday evening, I ate dinner at like 5.30. And then since I don't have, I'm just, I'm just going to one class next week on Tuesday um, before my flight. And so I don't have really any homework that I needed to do tonight. And so I just took some time and worked on some new projects for potential potential projects for my business and some new names and it was just a really good time. I love these evenings where I can dedicate or I feel inspired. I have the energy. I'm not too worn out from school or any other obligation and I can just like work and dream up and not even worry about like playing a podcast or playing music in the background. Like my thoughts are just what's the word like loud, I guess you can say, um, you know, when you're just feeling super creative and like all these things are going a million directions and you're just so focused in on this product, this project for me, it's usually all digital, whether it's a video I'm editing or a design I'm working on in like Photoshop or InDesign or something I'm now doing with my iPad, which I love to create and um, dream up ideas on using like the drawing tools and stuff. So no matter what, system it's on. Um, it's always super fun to have those nights to be super hyper-focused and there's some kind of construction thing going on in the background. I don't know why at 8 p.m. Belmont is having construction trucks or maybe it's a garbage truck. But anyway, if you can hear that, sorry about it. Um, oh, another update is last week I got Disney Plus. My brother and I split it. Well, technically it's a gift for Christmas, I think, from our parents, but it's just an early, early, early gift. And so if you guys want to guess the movies that I've already watched on here, if you know me, the movies I have watched are the original Cinderella, like the 1950s version, yes, the original Aladdin, you know, animated Disney Aladdin, both Princess Diaries. My friend Lucy and I had a marathon last Sunday evening. We made pumpkin bread and watched both Princess Diaries because they are on Disney+. Plus. I totally forgot they were Disney movies, but we watched those and it was one of the best nights ever. Honestly, I forgot how freaking good those movies are. And I haven't watched Princess Diaries in maybe like five years or something. And I noticed so many more things about the movies. I'm not going to go into it now because I doubt many of you care, but if you haven't seen them in a while and you have Disney Plus, definitely watch because I was like, what? Anne Hathaway's acting in the first one, she does really act like a 15-year-old. I never really realized they were 15. I guess I always thought she was 18 in that first movie, but anyway. Um, so I'm on, I'm scrolling through Disney Plus right now and I think since it's only eight o'clock and after this, I'm done for the night working. I'm wondering what I should watch. I'm thinking of maybe watching Princess and the Frog. 
because that's one I have not watched till it was out in theaters. Seriously, when was when did it get released? I'm not sure, but I saw it in theaters and that was the last time I've seen it. And I don't know, I've just been like, what's the story? What's the music? I want to know. Oh, they have so many good f- movies on here. I was hesitant to get Disney Plus, but I'm really glad we got it just because whenever you're just craving a certain Disney movie, you can watch it and it's great. Wow, Princess and the Frog came out in 2009. Crazy. Oh, Sound of Music is on here. I don't know. Or should I watch a Netflix Christmas movie? I don't know. I feel like I want to save those for December. But the new um, Vanessa Hudgens, speaking of Disney, Vanessa Hudgens Christmas movie for Netflix came out. It's called The Night, K-N-I-G-H-T, Night Before Christmas. And it looks very cheesy, but am I still going to watch it? Heck yeah. And I kind of like that she's becoming the new face of like holiday Netflix films. I hope that becomes a thing because I will stand for that. But anyway, I think that's a good update on my life. Um, You know, over school, as I'm sure many of you are as well if you're in school and just ready for Thanksgiving, of course. Oh, we're doing a Friendsgiving this weekend that I am so, so, so excited for. I... And making a vegan and gluten-free pumpkin pie. Never have made a vegan pie before, but a few of the girls going have those dietary restrictions. And I was like, you know what? I'm up for the challenge. And then I'm also making some Brussels sprouts and just like some heat up things from Trader Joe's that I picked up today. And I'm doing a week in the life. So if you want to see me shopping for that and just see this week, if you want to know more about the inside workings of my life, then definitely, definitely check out my YouTube channel, Hannah Ashton, for a week in the life. Okay, that is it for now. I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving if you celebrate it in, you know, if you're in the U.S. or if you're outside of the U.S., but you're American, so you still celebrate it. Happy Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you guys next week on Black Friday. That's crazy. Wow, I just realized I need to pre-upload that episode this weekend, so I'm not doing it on vacation. Okay, good night or whenever you're listening to this, and I will talk to you on Black Friday. Bye!